Right before we started this very episode of Times Ours here on The Athletic, Seth Kaiser taught me a new expression. He said the phrase, got you by the short hairs. I'd never heard that before, but if you'd like to avoid ever being gotten by the short hairs, I'd like to tell you about Manscaped. Fantasy football draft season is upon us and due to quarantine. It's very possible that you might have Zeke's haircut in your pants. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving the same way you may gamble on football. When it comes to men's hygiene, Manscaped is as good and as safe as Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league. They can bring you the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the best hygiene tool for the modern man with a ceramic blade and skin safe technology. Your nicks and snags will be reduced. This is the perfect protection needed for your franchise quarterback. It's the best copy line that's ever been written. But for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag is a $39 value and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. It's time to boost your hygiene and become absolute besties with Manscaped. that time jersey today in a very special very somber episode of times ours here on the athletic we are gathered to lay to rest a dream of a better future of brighter skies greener pastures jody fort's installing the practice squad which i guess is better than nothing like that's fine but man it still is kind of a bummer and that's the content of the entire next 59 minutes of Times Ours here on The Athletic. We also have to lay to rest the fact that we tried to do this episode once already. We got through like 15 minutes and we at some point just said, I don't remember who said it, but God bless the hero that did. It may have been Danielle said, should we just start over? And that's where that's where today's Times Ours is coming from. I talked to Seth and Nate both on 810 already. I think this is my fault. We're now in restart of the podcast number two. But we're all here. That's the good news. Is that for the first time over the last couple episodes, I'm Joshua Briscoe. I'm here. Seth Kaiser, he's here. Nate Taylor, he's here. The band's back together. The band made one really terrible record a few minutes ago, but the band is back together. <laughs> You know, we can we can take we can take these fifteen minutes and we can we can tell everybody who we are. Or we could throw that in the trash, set it ablaze, and and do our best to acknowledge that we that our that our beloved training camp flame Jody Fortson became he he, he was so close, so close. So close to the sun, too close, some would argue. Yeah, well, you know, he's, he, he's on the practice squad, and in a previous recording that you'll never hear, uh, you know, mm, I, mm, I still mm. got hopes that in, that in November he'll, 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 uh, he'll, be the, he'll be the sole position player on the roster because there's just going to be so much attrition. <laughs> such a good bit about Jody Fortson being <laughs> the only position player on the roster. It was Patrick Mahomes, Jody Fortson, and nine offensive linemen. And the next 13 minutes after that were dookie garbage. Yeah, it was bad. My, uh... Yeah. Yeah. But, but hey, you know, Jody, Jody still, she's still, he's still going to be in the facility. Still going to be, you know, running that scout team offense. And, you know, he's just a couple hamstrings away. Oh, jeez. 
Good lord! Is that a threat? That's a threat! (laughs) Tonight on A Very Special Times Ours, Nate Taylor reminisces about Tanya Harding and how she kind of had a point. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not okay. He's just a couple hours. I'm not not encouraging you to to do things... uh, there's you a, know, in a, in a, a not loving manner. Here. I'm just saying, yeah. football. You know, guys run fast and tweak their hamstrings. That's all. They, that's they all do. I'm saying. There's, there's a all. I, all I'm saying is that you know, football has a level of attrition. We are in a pandemic. Who knows what the hell's gonna happen by November? Yeah, go that way. Sure. So say, that, hey, you know, if Tyreek, Sammy, McCall don't wear their masks, that is that is <laughs> that is so less vaguely threatening. That was like the equivalent of yeah, like. It really is. You got uh, you got a nice place here. Shame if something were to happen to it. It's like that's a nice hamstring you got there. Although <laughs> it, it, there's a life lesson here, Nate. Aren't we all just a few hamstrings away? Yes. Mm-hmm. Great question. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're you're you just know, a few hamstrings away, folks. We only we only got a couple, so you got to protect them. <laughs> um. It, just to add to the the tire fire that was at the beginning, I had to spend the first minute of us re, in our re-recording on mute because right when you started going, Josh, my wife waltzed into the room with laundry because she actually like works as I play, and she's right. like opening the window and talking to me. I'm like, baby, baby, we're recording. Seriously, hey, we're doing the podcast for real. <laughs> we're, this time. we're actually recording this time, and so yeah, so it, it's been. We're, we've just had a little bit of an off day. We all make mistakes, much like Brett Veach with the rare misstep of not putting. Well, it's not Veach's idea. Good segue of of Andy Reid's. This was our Breland Speaks rare episode. misstep of having. Oh yeah, that's a good segue. I wasn't making the segue you thought I was making. I just said Veach instead of Reed because wow. I was going to say I really think Fortson could have made the final roster, but we know that Marcus Kemp was a Dave Taub special, and that's just how it's going to be. And he came back from a brutal knee injury, and <laughs> he should receive yeah. all the you know praise. Um, that is that that should be given. I mean, it's very commendable what he did. We all know that he is a plus player on special teams. Um, he has, uh, I think he has one NFL reception in his career, oddly enough, in the same San Francisco 49ers game that we mentioned in a podcast that you'll never hear. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that also happened. Oh yeah, we had a fun bit about how, we had a fun bit about how Nate was going to get up on the on the table in the press box and start cheering if Jody Fordson ever does catch a pass. That's gone. We killed it. I don't even save it. I usually try to save like all recordings just like to be, you know, just to have them because it could be funny. Nope. We all got angry and just deleted yep. them. We were disappointed in ourselves. Yeah. No, I was, it was embarrassing. Hey, you know, there are no preseason anyway. games and... Yeah, you know, guys, <laughs> it's just gonna take a while oh. for us to get back into the flow of preview. You know, reaction, preview, reaction, preview. <laughs> I don't know. Don't don't ask me who I'm impersonating yet. I don't know. I honestly have no idea yet. No, nope, has yeah, we, we don't have we don't have our. I just realized this. Like we started with Jody Fortson, so we got there, but we don't really have our 2020 bits yet. You know, 2019. Yeah, I true. was frustrated about a lack of respect for Chris Jones. Right, like, yep. And mm-hmm. I, and by the way, I was still so right, and you all can just shove off. Not you two, uh, you guys were. I mean, everyone, <laughs> so everyone, thank everywhere. Clarify. <laughs> still, yeah, but I mean, like, so we had like those bits, and we don't have those anymore. And I think what we're realizing today is, um, guys, I don't know if you know this, but our bits are like eighty-five percent of the podcast, and you remove those, and it's dark. 
the, here's the good news. That was true for the last, like, three months, but right now it's not even true anymore because we have, like, a bleep ton of stuff oh, to talk right. about. And with that being said, my computer screen right now is filled with a Google search for those Donkey Kong GameCube drums that could be used as a controller for that one Donkey Kong GameCube game because that's what it sounded like whenever Nate was pounding the keys on his laptop <laughs> whenever he was typing. During the, I was like, what does that sound? Oh, it reminds me of the Donkey Kong Bongo controller. <laughs> Anyway, that's it. that. If no, you're wondering how old I am, I'm exactly I'm exactly Donkey Kong Bongo controller years old. By the way, mm. that's exactly how old I mm. am. <laughs> I, it seems like Nate's pleading the fifth, and that's okay. Or you can communicate in Morse code if you want, Nate. Like a, do you want to communicate that way? I think you hurt his feelings, Nate. I type loud too, just not like you know while we're recording a podcast. <laughs> It's these that it's that your microphone isn't inside of your keyboard is the main difference. These oh, no. fingers, like like these fingers, fellas and ladies, come come a little closer. Come come a little closer. Zoom zoom in. Zoom in. These hands are built to type. And some there's the bit. And sometimes, sometimes it may be it may become a little aggressive, but you're gonna like what you read. Gosh. Okay. So you know what? That's <sighs> fair. That's fair. And I that is I do fair. think we see Jody Fortson right. at some point this season. Josh, I'm going to throw this right to you because I know you were hiccuping a lot today, so I'm going to help you out. You know who we won't be yeah. seeing? I'm good. Breland Speaks. Mm, who's that? Breland Speaks. Yeah. Damn. Mm. That was cold. I, 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 yeah, well, I wanted to talk about Dustin Colquitt first, but I mean, we can do Breland Speaks instead. <laughs> I like how well, subtly he, well, Josh Josh just establishes himself as the alpha. Any chance he gets on this podcast, he's like, "Hey Seth, nice try, but it sucked and is wrong." So instead, we're gonna no. It's just that the first the first podcast we did, we were gonna go Colquitt first, but that's fine. You got a good Breland speaks throw, and I appreciate I it. So we can just I blocked go there. it out. I know you got. So that's the thing. That's whenever we actually lost it. So you know what? We are gonna save the Dustin. Col- no, let's can we get out of the way? Can you get your energy just to an okay place? Seth, just, we don't have to spend a lot of I'm time in a good here. Place. Just you got very sad on Dustin. I Coldplay. was very sad on that, um, but I, I can pull it together. Okay. It's good for him, but I sp- actually I suppose yeah. you're gonna say what happened, don't you? God dang it! Yes, he signed a one year deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. His uh, his dad won two Super Bowls with the Steelers in the seventies. We know that he did not end with the Chiefs on his own terms, obviously now, but like we knew that ahead of time. You know, he's, he, t- he even put on Instagram, I think, when he got cut, like, sucks not to go out on your on your own terms. The best ending to his career would have been, you know, win the Super Bowl and then choose to retire. But that's not what happened. The Chiefs moved mm-hmm. on. And uh, and now he's going to uh, to Pittsburgh, where his uh, where his dad used to play. Hey, man, keep cashing them checks, dog. Keep putting oh, yeah. them footballs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what, what, what else are we going to do? Um if if not what we are been made for, I mean his his father, like you mentioned, was a you know a pretty renowned punter um, in Pittsburgh. Clearly, Dustin's you know spent some time of his life there, so he he makes this you know this different sort of full circle from what he had in Kansas City, where he started literally on one of the worst teams <laughs> in, in Chiefs history and finished um, obviously with with one of the best. So I mean. You know, it'll it'll be it'll be odd on Sunday uh, if he does go through the test. I'm, I'm assuming he's he's going to have enough time to kick on, uh, just punt and hold on on Sunday. So it'll be weird to watch him um, on my red zone if the if the Steelers uh, are on quite a bit. But 
Yeah, I just feel like people were really happy for Dustin, what, a week ago when he got a Super Bowl ring? He was mm-hmm. in Arrowhead Stadium to receive his ring. Um, little did we know that was probably around the time where he was sort of gearing up to see if he could um, if he could take the punting spot for the Steelers. That has occurred. And, you know, um, I don't think Dustin Colquitt did anything wrong. It's no. just Dave Toe probably wanted a younger punter. Um, and, you know, I, I think that they felt like they had done plenty for Dustin and Dustin had done plenty for them from the Chiefs, you know, perspective. Yeah. It's tough to argue with any of that. Uh, obviously, yeah, cash them checks. I, I play, or if you want to akin it to a, liken it to a job, do your chosen profession for as long as you can, if you want to. Yep. Right? If you if you want to retire and you got the money to retire, retire. If you don't want to retire, you're like you know I kind of like kicking these footballs. Then kick those footballs, man. As long as someone's willing to pay you to do it. So good on him. It's cool that it's the Steelers. It's just like, you know, from a selfish perspective. Like, I don't know, you know, they, I, I already had to see Jamal Charles in a Broncos jersey. And that sucked. Mm-hmm. That, which, I, again, good, you know, he did what he had to do. It is what it is. It's a business. And when teams move on from you, DJ in a Raiders uniform, ouch. So I just, I don't yeah. know. I kind of liked thinking of Colquitt as a lifelong chief. And I'll probably still continue to think of that. So that that was a bummer to see. Um, from that standpoint, but from his standpoint, good for him. Like you said, <laughs> excuse me. Oh gosh, <coughs> Seth is really choked up about Dusty Cole. No. This is what happened. I didn't want to say this. I didn't want to out <laughs> Seth this way. This is what happened last time. Also, we just deleted the whole show because he was such a sobbing. T- time out. Time out. Just, just give everybody, everybody, everybody back up. Give him, give him, let him breathe. Give him some space. No. Now, Nate, if I may. Uh, whenever Seth was on the radio with me earlier uh, Monday, I had the hiccups, and he drew all the attention to it he could. So I'm not feeling terribly obliged to, to clear out right now. I want Seth to suffer on I the just, radio. I just don't know what or how, like, my spit just all congealed and attacked the back of my throat all at once. That was weird. All right, then. But, yeah, so Colquitt's gone. Um, I'm trying to move on. And, yeah. I've got one. I've got one thing that I would I would put out there because I I know that you guys are both in the headspace also. But like the thing that I would just want to be remarkably clear. This is also the case with Jamal Charles, um, and it was really also the case with Derek mm-hmm. Johnson. Um, the reason that Dustin Colquitt won't retire a chief is because the chief said, "Not nah, oh yeah, absolutely like that." And that's the one thing that I just would hope people would remember that this isn't like. This wasn't, like, even a contract no. dispute that, like, as far as in, in any way that we would know, like, where he was like, I want. Yeah, I think he would have restructured slightly part of his deal to be back for this year. Yeah. Um, and the Chiefs just made the decision, as you alluded to, Josh, that, like, hey, man, we 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 want to we want to have a younger punter. And there's there's nothing you can do because yeah. your, your age is is what it is. Yep. Yeah. You can't renegotiate yeah, you, that. You can't get so. mad at players for that. Like if they don't feel like they're done playing. Oh, oh, P- oh, oh, you can. You should be on Twitter. <laughs> and it's just it just is what it is. You know, people. One thing, if I could really try to teach people a little bit about football, the more I learn about it, and the more people I talk to who are involved in professional football, there's a reason it's called professional. It really is a job to these guys. Now, it's a job they love, a lot of them. They love playing football. Um, but it's a business. 
and it can be an incredibly harsh business towards the players. And so Colquitt, I mean, he even said on Twitter, like when someone like had replied, like saying, oh, you know, got to go out on his own terms and he replied back. He's like, that's not true. It, that was like, a, mm-hmm. oh, oh, dang moment. So, yeah. yeah, don't get mad at Dustin Colquitt. Of all the people to get mad at, Dustin Colquitt? Really? Like, he seems like the most yeah. affable human to ever play football. So, good on him. Cash them checks. Punt them footballs. I hope if the Chiefs play the Steelers, they beat him by 60. That's all fair. That's all fair. Let's do that. There's there's your out on that. Um, we also, by the way, this is our last ep- our, our, our episode before the season begins. So, we, don't, we won't spend the whole rest of the podcast on Breland Speaks and the roster cutdowns and mm. everything. But, this weekend, the Chiefs cut down their roster. Um, I really like there were a couple little things like uh, cutting Matt Moore and knowing he was going to end up on the practice yep. squad because the practice squad can hold veterans this year. Same thing for a similar thing, not the exact same thing, but a similar thing for DeAndre Washington. He got cut practice squad. Jordan Tamu cut practice squad. That would have happened in a normal year in all likelihood. Mm. But, you know, with all of that, Fortson and Garrick Dieter and. With those guys ending up on the practice squad, if you just let that be an extension of the active roster, I think really the only surprise was Breland Speaks getting Mm -hmm. released. And uh, obviously, former second-round pick back in 2018, the Chiefs traded up, I think, eight spots to to 46 to get Speaks. And, you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, you generally know how this went. But, but Nate, whenever uh, Seth and I were doing the last episode, I, I mentioned that you had, like, a thing about what cutting Breland Speaks would mean salary-wise yes. in your roster projection. I did hear this. And I said, I said to Seth, I said, Nate doesn't do that type of bleep by accident. No, I, I don't. didn't curse it. it Seth. I would, I would never. But that made me think that maybe you, you smelled a little something on that. Um... Here's the best inside information I could give you. The understanding from a cap standpoint and from a roster construction, it was more advantageous, as weirdly as that sounds, for the Chiefs to let Breland Speaks go and figure it out on his own with another team. That is going to take, I think, a couple weeks before Breland Speaks sort of signs with another team. I do wonder where he will go. I don't have, like, a general idea or or sort of a sense of where his options will be after the opening week of the NFL season. But you're always, you know, I've, I've learned this, but you always look at the salary cap implications, particularly on how much you can save at cut down day. If it's about a million, that's kind of the threshold that I've sort of understood in terms of how the Chiefs operate. Now, some teams will say, you know, whether it's Josh Rosen or other guys, like, like we just need to move on. And if we eat the money, we eat the money. If we save money, we save money. I, I think for the Chiefs, there was just a growing sense. Obviously, a lot of people have heard about uh, Tershawn Wharton sort of, you know, being a mm-hmm. shiny new thing, a, a guy who rose uh, to prominence in one of the most, you know, wild training camps I've ever seen. Because it's not like Tershawn was just, like, destroying people in my eyes. Um, but he wasn't bad, so he's clearly capable. I don't want to give the impression that, like, you know, if Deshaun Wharton gets on the field Thursday or against the Chargers in Week 2, that, like, he won't be someone capable of making a play or two. Um, but with Breland Speaks, the preseason and the pandemic, and as Brett Veach mentioned to us earlier this week, the idea of just not playing football for over a year while knowing you could save money, while also acknowledging that where was his snaps going to come, even if he was on the roster, all these things 
sort of became a domino effect to where it made more sense to give other guys either Taco Charlton, uh, you know, Sean Wharton, you know, it, it just made, you know, Mike Damone Harris, Damone Harris like- Mike Dana. It just made more sense for them to give those guys opportunities versus just keeping a guy just because you gave him a second round pick. And sort of, as I mentioned on a 10, um, it's the worst draft pick in Brett Veach's history. And he also mm-hmm. moved on it as quickly as Bill Belichick probably would have if he was in the same situation. Mm-hmm. So um, none of these guys get everything right, but some people acknowledge their mistakes a lot quicker than others. And this is the first real indication that Brett Veach is willing to do that even in, in a second round pick entering their third season. And you usually kind of know that's that's like the money time for a draft pick. Let's see what he has in the third season in the same system. Um, they're not going to get that, and it's wild. But, yeah, the reason I put in the cap savings, which is, again, about a million dollars, was because I generally know that based on the cap situation for the Chiefs, there is some advantages to moving on from him so that you can use that money, I don't know, in, like, November, December, if you do want to add somebody for a late playoff push like like they did a year ago. And just like for a reference point on the million dollar number, like that's a full season of Coleccio Simile. In November or December, you're looking at like a prorated salary yep. and everything. Mm-hmm. That that could actually be useful. Um, and, and maybe they, they may or may not be that level of, of tight to the cap. But the other thing there is like you mentioned the third year thing. And, and Seth, you can speak to this also, obviously. What we saw from Breland Speaks, he played completely out of position his rookie year in a defense that did not care for him, like it did not make sense for him, did not work for him. Then he comes to camp and gets hurt in the preseason, misses the entire year, gets suspended, came back out of shape for that year also, we, we saw. Um, and then this year, came back in shape, but, I mean, gave the Chiefs so little in terms of optimism that they were willing to not even get not only his third season in terms of progress, but his first season with Steve Spagnuolo. Like, his his first season with a defensive coordinator that might be able to use him in his more natural position. Mm-hmm. Like, the just the amount of potential that you could have made an argument for if you believed in it at all really struck me as being... That's why I was surprised, honestly. Because yeah. mm-hmm. to your point, Nate, like, uh, it's moving on quickly... They could have cut Taco, and it would have been like, oh, yeah, they thought that he might be Emmanuel Agba for this year, and he wasn't, and that's fine. And we would have spent a little time talking about it, but less than we would have around Speaks. The thing with Speaks is that, like, not only do I think it from, like, a, a, a saving face aspect, honestly, I would believe that there was potential to be found there because we'd be seeing his first actual season in Spags' system yep. while also being in shape and, and, and healthy for mm-hmm. the first time, like, I would have I would have bought that narrative if they would have tried to to sell it and they very much did not. So Seth, did you take anything away from it in that regard in terms of, um, you know, I mean, I I know that you you didn't like understand the pick as it happened and and also this is not a what's the opposite of a backhanded compliment fronthanded insult. This is not a fronthanded insult. You're optimistic whenever these picks come in, like almost all like I I feel like you you are looking for here's the traits that could work. And I remember you being very confused whenever they made that pick in 2018. I was very confused. Um, his film just didn't stand out that much, and he was not playing elite competition. Um, it, it was different. Like Even like if you looked at Passanio's film in college, it wasn't as dominant as it should have been considering the quality competition mm. and, and how he looks, right? Yeah. Um, 
but you could still see flashes. Whereas with Speaks, I just I just didn't really see it other than having really heavy hands. I think I'm curious. I think he might have gotten another shot, but you know they've got Taco in place. You know another defensive end who's kind of like maybe a potential high ceiling guy who's a much mm-hmm. better athlete. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got uh, oh it's okay we want we want guys to be developmental maybe I don't think it's a it's a coincidence that Spagnola when talking about um, Dana Dana mm-hmm. Mike, Nate Dana. Dana or Dana yeah Mike Dana Dana mm-hmm. Mike Dana and Wharton he went out of his way to say man these guys they're not comporting themselves like rookies yeah I think that stuff matters and I think one can argue that Speaks has comported himself like a rookie two years in a row and that's not great. Um, now getting hurt, I don't mean that, but I mean showing up really out of shape. Yeah, and 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 that's that leaves an impression. First impressions are tough to break, and then the other the other reality of it is that maybe they didn't feel like treating a former high draft pick with maybe you know being in the locker room and expecting certain things. Locker room dynamic does matter, and I don't think Speaks was like a problem or anything, but it does matter when like you're like with guys aren't in the snap count. All you know, people start to wonder and ask questions. Whereas no one's going to care if Mike Dana. And Tershawn Wharton aren't getting snaps. Like, no yeah. one's going to ask about it, right? Yeah. And really, where was Speaks going to get snaps from? Was he going to get snaps over Frank Clark? Of course not. Alex Okafor? Of course not. Tano Passanio? Of course not. Uh, I mean, even Damone Harris? Damone Harris Probably played. not. Damone Harris, you know. Yeah. Just like, just, a so- right. just a solid player. And that's late in last season and in the playoffs. Like, you just look at his film, you're like, He's not like yeah. a world beater, but he ain't getting blown off the off the block, right? You know, to start a snap. So Demone Harris, like a player that you can yeah. trust, won't screw up. You can give Demone Harris snaps in the flipping Super Bowl yep. and be okay. Mm-hmm. And and so then okay, so well, developmental high ceiling guy. Well, you got one of those in Charlton. And then these younger guys, Dana. I mean, who are you gonna? If you think that those are guys, you might not be able to keep on the practice squad. There's just no room. There's nowhere here. And that even throws out the fact that Chris Jones, they've talked about it. Well, yeah, he, he can rotate at edge. And they will rotate him at edge. So I don't know where Breland Speaks snaps are going to come from. And I think he was, in a way, in a lot more of a prove-it offseason than a lot of people would have. I think if you take away Charlton and maybe Passanio doesn't play as well as he did last year, I think it's probably a different story. Yep. Because it's like, ah, we need those bodies. But they got lots of bodies there this year. Um, uh, the no. 2018 draft was was a big swing and a miss yeah. from, from Veach. I, I will say that um, look at the dynamics and and how there's a sliding door effect to not having preseason games. If mm. the Chiefs have four preseason games, uh, Breland Speaks has an ability to play for his literal roster spot life. Yep. Yeah. To where Tershawn Wharton could play four games – and look like a rookie. <laughs> it could yeah. look, yep. could look yeah. like a flat out like, ooh, well, uh, we still we still got a lot to work with. With having no preseason games, Bashad, or excuse me, uh, Breland Speaks went to a place where he could not prove himself in the context of an actual game-like scenario. And that benefited Wharton to a degree that, like, I want to look back on this five years and say, wow, where did these two people end up in their careers in totality, mm-hmm. right? Or as we get yeah. to the closer end of them being 30. Um, because I really believe there's a chance that like, hey, maybe because 
you know, Breland Sweeps was in better shape, maybe because he had understood the system better. Had he had not a pandemic in four preseason games, he would have been too it would have been too much of a risk to to cut him just because maybe he had gotten a couple sacks, maybe he had gotten around the ball, he maybe forced a fumble. Who knows what he would have done in his snaps? But he would have played the majority of those because of all the guys that we mentioned that were ahead of him beginning. And then for Wharton, I mean, it's great to look good in practice. We all know this. Some dudes just look good in practice to the coaches, but you you actually have to back it up on the field. You have to put the tape in front of somebody and say, is this good? Is this bad? There's no tape. There's literally no tape of what of Warden. And I know we're going to get to Clyde Edwards-Alaire too, and I'm going to sort of say that in a different way, where it's like, oh my God, there's no tape of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. for, for Warden, it's just, I, I just can't wait in 20... 30 to be like here was the sliding doors butterfly effect of these two players and what was the end result of you know a life-altering once-in-a-century pandemic Mm -hmm. i also should have said this several minutes ago because i'm sure that someone listening right now is legitimately going who the hell is turnstone warden (laughs) because i don't think we honestly i don't think we've talked about him on this show before uh he is an undrafted free agent out of division two missouri s and t that's short for science and technology i live in the state of missouri and i did not know it existed until they assigned tershawn wharton after the draft true story you know they they be be out there they be out there getting them doves using geometry they be out there getting them (laughs) doves using biology they be splitting atoms on third down. <laughs> S and T be out here getting doves in the most cerebral manner possible. They're the only school on the planet that's got like uh, a compass on the on the sideline. Yep. It's like draw, they're drawing the angles and everything. What's the what, they got a protractor on the sideline? What are we doing over there at Mizzou S and T? It's unbelievable. They got so many flasks. So many. So oh, many. So many. <laughs> Uh, but hey, hey, good on him. Um, I'm kind of yeah, excited great, about the defensive great. line. They got a lot of talent top to bottom. That honestly, I really wasn't that surprised. Everyone was so surprised. I when I looked at the offense, the defensive line, my thought was, man, if they keep even Dana around, I think they're gonna cut Speaks because they just got plenty of they got plenty of dudes there, lots of dudes. So I don't know. I was more surprised the fact that they're carrying 78 tight ends. That was <laughs> that was more weird to me. What, it's like, what hey, did, Nick Kaiser made it. Yeah, oh, right. And somebody, Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah, somebody told me like a week before cut down day. Yes, Nick Kaiser will make the roster. Hello, kids. That's why I wrote a story about him in the Athletic. Yes, but sure. but at the same Nate time, Nate doesn't guess. I, <laughs> thank you. Thank, say it one more time. Say it for one more time. Nate doesn't guess. That's right. Anyway, um, I heard crickets about Deion Yelder. Crickets. What did Deion Yelder do to make this roster? Shrugs, guys. A whole lot of shrugs. Um, he was on the team last year? I mean, that, he, 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 he missed a lot of training camp. Yeah. I mean, Ricky Seals Jones, he, he, he has a chance to be something. Um, he can scoot. He really has a chance to be something. Nick Kaiser, really good blocker, has improved immensely as a receiver i guess Deion yelder was like a dave tobe selection um mm. but i can't imagine we're gonna be talking a month from now and they're still gonna have four tight ends on the roster if that makes sense i think i think as we record right now they only have 14 guys on a 15 man practice or 15 on a 16 man practice mm-hmm. squad right now right yes so mm-hmm. i don't know the other thing there with the defensive line is that i i wonder 
I, I, I imagine that whenever Mike Pinnell comes back, one of those guys, maybe maybe they're just going to let him take that potential uh, practice squad spot in two weeks. I don't know. It's a good. That, that, um, I, it's definitely it's logical. It definitely makes sense to me. Um, you know, and then you're going to have to make another decision two weeks later when Bashad Breeland comes back. But yeah, I mean, all of this, yeah. all of this seems to be the case. Um, and obviously, I'll monitor it as we get closer to to the to the third Monday night. You know extravaganza against the Ravens, which, mm-hmm. you know, please, Lord, let us get to that game. Please. <laughs> mm. If I give you both one chance to give me one other thing before we get to, like, the actual football game that's about to happen in a season that's about to start. Football! Anything else from Cut Down Day that got either of you excited, Seth? Oh, I was you just, just excited. Just football. screaming football. Oh, no, that's okay. You can just scream football. Just, that's all right. That's I, I just, I'm being, I'm being football guy. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, Durant, Yes, made it. Uh huh. The, the, the yeah, tackle there mm-hmm. from Missouri. Yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. He big dude. Big dude. <laughs> good analysis. <laughs> Am I right? Okay. Look. Okay. I'm about to destroy my brand here, but I'm just gonna let people know that I have not broken down the film of Yasir Durant. <laughs> no, just, I'm sorry. Just, 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 no, just, do, okay. just do just do the random uh just do the random and now you know analyst guy who you know sees the sheet for the first oh. time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh there's so oh, much here. Big guy. Oh, you know what? Gets oh, his yeah. hands big dirty guy, in the good dirt. Length on him. <laughs> Yep, yep. Got a got got great length on him. That's gonna help him against some edge rushes. Be able to redirect on the inside, young. But you know he's probably look. I could moves, I could moves honestly, good for his weight. Moves good for his yeah, weight. Yep, definitely moves good for his weight. But he's gonna need to work on that. Gonna need to work on that footwork a little bit. Get get that kick slide a little more fresh. Probably leans a little bit out when he punches. Needs to work on redistributing his weight. Blah 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 blah. Transferred but, in from Arizona Western College before being at Mizzou. Obviously projects well as a tackle. Could see him kick back in and take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might see him kick inside. He's got the size for guard. Look, I see. I feel like I'm mocking a lot of people right now. Maybe yeah, I sort I think, of am. I think you're. I think I'm doing Mel Kiper and you're doing Todd McShay right now. Which well, is it weird. just. The, he, and look, look when he, when he, when he goes here, he goes boom, 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 right here, right yeah, here, he boom. boom. Oh yeah, but man, is only he, allowed eight quarterback pressures in his senior year at Missouri. Oh, loves, loves, loves to hit, loves to finish loves. through the whistle. Got a little nasty to him. You know what? All offensive linemen that make it to the NFL have that, with the exception of like um, he's really like he's one re- or two. He's really polite in the film room. Really aggressive on the field. Oh, yeah. This guy loves contact. This guy's all about contact. Yeah, he loves contact. Of course he does. He weighs 330 pounds and plays in the NFL. And look, I, I, I feel like I'm pulling back the curtain here a little bit. Here's the deal. I don't say crap unless I know it. Well, at least I think I know it, right? I've done the legwork at least. Yes. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Fine. Have I reviewed some of Mike Remmer's film? Absolutely. Have I reviewed James Winchester's long snaps? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. And I'm not going to pretend it's like, well, you know, the thing with Tommy Townsend's punts is you kind of see in those end over end. No. I tell okay? you what, man. I and tell what, you what. That guy James Winchester can really spin it, man. I tell you what. He can. Hey, look. And here's another thing. If you think long snapping's easy... <laughs> It's not. Get your head, get your head domed in every time they score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, man, James Winchester has taken more hits. Just firing that pigskin 20 yards backwards. Good on him. Anyway, Yasser Desirant, I'm just surprised he made it because I thought of, if you talk in terms of positional stuff going on there, 
Mike Remmer's film actually isn't all that bad in terms of a swing tackle. I think he's probably an upgrade over Cam Irving. Definitely not in terms of celebrations, <laughs> but in terms of playing swing tackle. Like, no one's better celebrating than Cam Irving. I love Cam Irving so much, and I would have loved for it to have worked out a little bit better for him in Kansas City in terms of some of the stuff on the field. Um, but he almost, like like tore Mitch Schwartz's ACL. Okay. Let's be honest about that. That is a thing that happened. And so they had to move on. I like Mike Remmer's film. Yes, sir. Durant. I couldn't tell you if you broke into my home <laughs> and put a gun to my head and said, give me an honest take on you, sir. Durant. I would die because I would have to tell you, I don't know. He's listed as a really big dude. So man, Josh, that's all I got for you. But I am surprised he made the roster. That was so much more than I thought you were going to get on your Sir Durant. And for me, it was just the fact that you just said, you just said, he big dude, like a caveman. And that just made me laugh. And then it turned into a whole bit. Uh, he big dude. He, he uh, is. Nate, did He's you have anything dude. else before we pivot to real football about to happen? No, just um, Juan Thornhill is on the roster. Active. Yes. Yes. Practicing. Yes. That, like. Huge. Like, we, we, we kind of lose track of that just because. Um, he's, he's just made his rehab just un like just really un remarks. It's just like, Hey, he did his job. He's a super duper athlete. He appears to be able to play snaps on Thursday. We're going to get official word on that. Uh, I believe Tuesday from Andy Reed as to like, Hey, will he, will he, you know, has, you know, some split snaps with Sorensen? Like, how will this look? But, uh, you know, there was a chance maybe that, Okay, maybe we want to ease Juan Thornhill back in if he's not quite ready yet. But the Chiefs, you know, through training camp, he's been doing, he's cleared every step in terms of this process. Uh, they are, I'm assuming, going to be, you know, still somewhat precautious. But it looks like he's probably going to be in uniform on Thursday if this week goes as smooth as training camp has. So when that came yeah. out, it's like, okay, Juan Thornhill, like maybe someone who will who will play 16 games like he did a year ago. Fast dude. And on, on, on Thornhill, really quick, and a one thing that, I mean, like, I something that just popped up on my Twitter timeline, I'm not sure if I can overstate how big a deal it'll be if Juan Thornhill can go Thursday. Huge boost if he's good to go, which is a tweet that just got tweeted by Seth Kaiser. Are you bored, Seth? <laughs> is this show boring you? <laughs> no, it just occurred to me that that's a huge deal. And I was so busy committing to my fast dude take that I was like, like, well, I can't offer a real position on it because <laughs> okay. mentions. Stop stop replying to me, Josh. You're the you're the you're the pilot. Do people care if the co-pilot nods off for a little bit? During... No! They don't care. The co-pilot's not doing anything. He's an overpaid insurance agent. He's a safety valve. You're the captain of this ship, man. You can't stop steering. I will say, you know, the the, the thing that that concerns me, I guess, for both of you, lovely gentlemen, is the <laughs> idea that if we keep talking like this, we may get the injury. <laughs> we may get the injury report by by the time this is all said and done. So I, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I may give you a an injury. You know, oh God. just who participated in practice? Come on, Houston Texans. Why are you doing this? At like seven o'clock on a Monday, <laughs> it's Labor Day. Get the dang injury report out. Who participated in? Who participated in practice? Who's life. got a bad oh whatever? Um, you know, just just a little a little inside football again from a journalism perspective. The Chiefs have told me our injury report is ready to be viewed publicly by 
uh, everyone. And we are just waiting for the Houston Texans to finish their injury report. And the Houston Texans can take up till kickoff time on a Monday in Labor Day. What are we doing? <laughs> well, listen, we, we I do very much want to talk about the upcoming kickoff. And uh, before Danielle leaps through all of our computers and cuts us, I want to tell you how you can cut the cord. Hi, let me tell you about Fubo TV. Fubo TV is a new way for you to, again, cut the cord. We're all trying to figure out how to do it. I've got a little setup. I'm saying, yeah, it's not going to work. I am, I'm trying to like go to this site and that side, plug this into there. I've got an antenna over here and three cords shooting out the side of my TV. They don't do anything. Get all that out of here and go check out Fubo TV. There's a family plan where you can have three people watching at once. There's a standard base plan with two screens at once. And we can get you 15% off your first month with Fubo TV. 30 hours of DVR, you can get your local broadcast channels, and you can save money by doing TV this way. You think, what about sports? Yeah, your sports channels are there as well. And you can go see that at FuboTV.com slash athletic. The NFL season is right around the corner, and Fubo.tv will not disappoint. You can stay updated with your favorite teams, as well as get all your local broadcast news. You can go to FuboTV.com slash athletic today and get 15% off your first month. You will not regret it. That's FuboTV.com slash athletic. You can start your first month today. Also, friends... Fellow countrymen, something important. <gasps> I have the injury report, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can't do it here. You, oh, tease it, tease it. You can't do it. You can't do it in the ad break. That's that's illegal. I have okay. better news than the injury report, though. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo." I know I say that all the time. That part's not in the copy. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like "I had a long day at work" or "Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it." Other excuses that you may have: uh, "Sorry, the injury report just came out, and I've got to pay attention to this for a while. Check back in 15 minutes." If I had a nickel. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. That's right, baby. We're talking about Roman. And with Roman, you can get free online evaluations and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. If I could get every medical care taken care of, I've been I've been needing to go schedule something with the dentist for like six months. If I could get the dentist to come to my house, that would change the whole game. When it comes to handling your business, like I feel like you should really take the easy way out here and get a hold of Roman. A healthcare professional will work with you to find your best treatment plan and if medication's appropriate, might not be. If it is, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping because they know you're not trying to like dilly-dally around and wait on, you know what, yeah, no, go ahead and do the no-rush shipping. I'm in no hurry, said no one ever. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet, and we can help you do it. Getting started simple. You can go to GetRoman.com slash time and complete an online visit that's GetRoman.com slash T-I-M-E. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash time today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash time. GetRoman.com slash time. Nate, what do they need to do right here? What's the thing that they need to do? <laughs> They have to take care of your business. You're not handling your business. What are you even doing at this point? You're, it's like you're not even listening to the show. Handle it. Uh, Nate, you have the injury report. Hit me with that injury report. 
Somebody from the Chiefs communications staff has arisen with the most important information of Labor Day. Juan Thornhill, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Me? Full participant. Hey! Um, Dion Yelder. Someone we mentioned earlier with a slight groin. Also a full participant. Oh, boy! Uh, Darrell Williams has a hamstring, but he's also a full participant, as is Alice Okafor with a calf. Um, do not be concerned with this, because I think I saw this, like, from December on. Travis Kelsey, he just always going to be a limited participant. <laughs> he, yeah, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. <laughs> Travis Kelsey has entered the veteran, yeah, dog, I don't need all these reps. <laughs> stage of his career (laughs) we got we got three other tight ends on this roster andy i don't know why you need me to take reps during practice that's why they kept a fourth tight end hey nick nick i want you to stand over there why just because nick okay we're doing just run just 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 run the play why can't why can't travis do it because travis is over there okay (laughs) travis is sitting down and hey you know what i'm okay with it because yeah and I still think it's weird they got four tight ends. Yes. Whatever. And, and yes. And lastly, uh, Derek Nottie has an ankle injury. That's been the case all through training camp. He is a limited yeah. participant. So his snaps may be okay. um, shortened if he is in uniform on Thursday night. But this gives us a little indication of where the team is. By the way, uh, the team, through a unusual training camp, did a good job from a athletic training and medical staff standpoint of not having a significant injury occur during the ramp up period or the padded practices or the public practices in Narrowhead, they are as close to a fully healthy roster as you could get before opening kit. You guys should go to Laurent DeVernay Tardif's Twitter real quick. Did you see what he just tweeted? I did. He tweeted a fish that I, the fact that you even have to ask if I'm on Twitter while we're recording <laughs> is like, come on, come on. What are you, Everyone <laughs> listening should go look. He caught a 500 pound tuna. What is he not good that, at? That is such a big fish. And it really does give... You remember that... Well, okay, Josh won't know what I'm talking about. But you know that scene in The Other Guys where they're talking about a lion no. versus a tuna? I think a tuna would kill a lion in the water because those things are huge. You think a tuna would kill a lion in the... Yeah, I think a lion would kill a tuna on the ground. So... <laughs> Checkmate, I guess. You too. Checkmate. Nice. I don't think checkmate means what you think it means, Briscoe. Is that a reference to a movie? Okay. Hey guys, we are day literally days away from a football game happening. And I want to talk football! about that on its like immediate but first real quick, like long term zoomed out view. What's the thing that right now you're most interested in in terms of like looking down the next hopefully seventeen full weeks, sixteen full games? And and if I mean I guess COVID stuff could be the answer, but yeah. as we do sit here as our, our final podcast before the NFL season begins uh, I think we'll have one Friday as soon as the game is over, basically. So we can you can look forward to that. But here on the eve of the NFL season, what are you interested in, Nate? Um, two things. One is personal. I picked the team to go twelve and four. Just want to remind people of this. Same record as last year. Will it be good enough to get the only buy this year if mm. we play all you know sixteen games? And then secondly, it is the COVID stuff. The Chiefs have the benefit of being at home doing their thing, staying safe, wearing a mask. Uh, they play their first game at home. Real question is, week two, three, and four of the NFL, as every team travels, can they keep the 
strong, strong numbers of negative test results for the coronavirus down. So I, of course, would love to continue to talk about football and write about it and just live my life the way it's been going in this weird world since training camp started. Because honestly, I was, I'm flabbergasted that I really never had to write a COVID story during training camp other than just acknowledging mm-hmm. that like, hey, it's a COVID training camp. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing when I see hard knocks. I'm like, man, like, it's amazing that when Hard Knocks began, I was like, man, is every episode going to be about COVID? To be like, hey, mm-hmm. man, they put the pants on. Um, so those are the two things. Just can everybody stay healthy? Of course, I don't want a, any football player to be on any ventilator or any hospital or having to deal with family issues from contracting the virus. So hopefully that stays the case. Hopefully everybody does what they're supposed to do. But I am a little leery about Late September into early October, every team's traveling. Can we just keep the same level of focus and discipline necessary? Seth, what are you thinking? Do you have a record? Did you pick a record yet? Um, fourteen and two. Um, barring injuries, and I, I really, I have, I, I watch a lot of this roster. Obviously, that's like my job, I guess. Um. I, I'm seriously even more optimistic about this offense than I was coming into last year. And last year, you know, we only saw the offense that they really wanted for about a quarter and a half in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes' ankle. And then Fisher was hurt. And Hill was hurt. Yep. And then Mahomes' knee. And, and then, you know, the defense was playing a certain way. And they had already kind of readjusted the offense. And, and this, that, and the other thing. I... Just, I think they're going to be really, really good. And, like, I am kind of an optimistic guy, and so I've really, like, thought up and down, like, what could go wrong. And uh, I think Kelechi Asimeli was a good signing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like you know how, like, when they finally gave Wisniewski the snaps down the stretch last year, and you saw some things stabilize a little bit in terms of consistency? It's like they're doing that right out of the gate this year, yeah. <laughs> rather than waiting for three-fourths of a season. Um I think the biggest thing is just I want to see fully healthy Patrick Mahomes. And this is such an obvious one. I know I'm boring. I'm super No, basic, you're fine. You know. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Man. Do um, you think? <laughs> but I it just people really don't realize I tweeted this earlier today. People don't really realize how much of a step forward Patrick Mahomes took last year from a mental standpoint in quarterbacking and they missed mm-hmm. it because he was hurt most mm-hmm. of the year. And this year, I mean, it's going to be more. If you think that dude was satisfied, like, man, when I write, like, an article about a few things he could maybe improve on, I got, like, his personal trainer saying, like, our list is longer than yours, bro. I'm like, okay, Bobby, I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just I'm just doing my job, dude. I'm like, DM, like, we cool? Yeah, yeah, we're cool. Okay, thank goodness. But, like, the, this dude is an intense human being, and he is not going to be satisfied with one. He's going to be better this year than he was last year. Now they got Clyde Edwards. It's just funny. It is. I'm just. I'm very excited to see the offense. I think they got a chance to be genuinely historic. Yeah. Um. I I like 14 and two. Also, I think having them losing against the Ravens and the Saints is super basic at this point. And also, like the road, the the concept of road games is going to be different this yeah. year. Like in some ways, it'll be easier mm-hmm. if you look at crowd mm-hmm. noise. In some ways, it'll be harder probably because like. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, everything is different. Um, so anyway, but that's that's where I did put my number, and and I think both of your guys' points are great. My main thing that's that you haven't mentioned yet is I just hope that this is the year they establish the run. Like if they do that, I think it might be sixteen or no and it's terrible. Personally, it, it is. Did you know that teams who have a hundred yard rusher are they win the game like seventy percent of the time? And that is not at all a just massive abuse of correlation versus causation. No. It's just facts, it's a, dude. It's just facts. It's just facts. Oh. Listen, I, facts don't care about oh. your feelings is what I've been told. I'm just so excited for if, if, if Houston runs a bunch of man on Thursday like they might and Clyde gets a lot of run, which I think he might, I'm just so excited for him to like – catch like 12 passes for 180 yards and three touchdowns and your mentions just descending <laughs> into just chaos yeah because what i, I always said is that i don't think Taylor is a good player that's what i have said many times over that's my i opinion, am gonna yes. be quote tweeting everything that people say to you going get them just like screaming to the masses and it's going to be so much fun, man. And I hope I'm going to take know. a screenshot of every single time Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love speak to each other, and I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> man, I I got to make it down to Kansas City at some point. We'll make good. I know I've had you know people asking. I still think we should switch, but you know whatever. I just, <laughs> I, so I really this is a very quick tangent because I want to talk about the Texans game, but very quickly I I um I, I like to show hot ones that uh, that you you know hot wings and talk to famous people. Yes. It's a good show. Yeah. Yes. It's a good show. And at one point, I don't remember where I think, I think Sean Evans, the host might've been getting interviewed by someone else, but he talked about like eating a ghost pepper. And I, I'm pretty sure it was him who said this, that he might, uh, I'm going to say it was him. If it's not him, someone can fact check me, but whoever it was said that like, they would literally never do it again. They felt like they were dying for like three hours and uh, they, they would not do it for less than like five or six digits. And it, well, I think it must have been him because it wasn't like a super duper wealthy person. Like someone just like has a good job. And so that is exciting that um, that I think my taser pain will be over shortly after that. The video will live forever, but you're probably going to be in some form of anguish for a long time. I can't believe I tweeted that. Oh. Yeah, it was totally unnecessary. I mean, in fairness, so was mine, but um, yours really got you nothing. Like there was yeah, no you were on you were on quite a run of taser bet success. I was. Yeah, pride. Um, and, and then he got, the and then he got too big. He got too big for his own good. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens yeah, yeah. to us all. Yeah. yeah, and I just, I, I had, I thought about our history of bets. I don't know. I anyway, no, whatever. I'm still kind of upset with myself about the whole thing. But you know what happens on That's Thursday, relatable. Josh? I get that. Yeah. Oh, what happens on Thursday? <laughs> Football. <laughs> I don't think I've been not mad at myself since I was like 14. Let's talk about Chiefs Texans. I'm just Go oh, ahead. 35 year old you is going to be such a blast. Uh, we'll see. Um, let's talk about <laughs> Chiefs Texans a little bit. We we've talked about it. We've I mean, we will talk more about each game afterwards, and then obviously we'll talk more about each individual game in the weeks to come as we get there. This is weird because we've been kind of talking about it for six months. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, <laughs> <laughs> like the schedule hasn't been out. But like, I know that we're gonna talk about it for like five minutes here. It's gonna be like, wow, you guys did five minutes on the season kick. I was like, damn, man, we've been talking about this stuff forever. Mm-hmm. I just want to see it actually happen because I think, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, Nate. You can correct me first. I think the biggest story for for week one is 
Will Andy Reid do some crazy bleep that he always does in an opening week? How's that going to go? And what's Clyde Edwards-Alaire going to look like in a real game, which are things we've been talking about literally since the draft, yep. or Clyde at least. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like there's not a lot of things that have popped up as storylines in the last week or so, I guess is my main, my main thing. All I can tell you is I've seen some of these things because they let me mm. see them. Now, mm-hmm. I have been, you know, threatened to not <laughs> say a single word. But I'm telling y'all, I've seen some things. And it's not the full package. Of course, I know there's more plays that they've been doing since, you know, we got into game week and um, reporters are not allowed to watch practice in its entirety. But I, I've seen things. So you are so right, Josh. And I also feel like. We don't know what Steve Spagnuolo is going to do in the secondary. I yeah. I really don't feel like I don't have a handle on it. I have an idea. Uh, you know, I sort of floated out a theory um, in my last roster projections, sort of kind of giving you an outline of, hey, here's where maybe base is. Here's maybe how they look at nickel, buffalo, dime. I don't know. Wine eh. Thornhill was not a part of this equation because it was still too early to say, like, Hey, I need to see him on the injury report. I need to see him, you know, go through everything. And I, I just think if you're a Chiefs fan, in some ways that could benefit you because who the hell knows what the Texans are going to do on offense. But mm-hmm. also, Tyron Matthew could just be anywhere. And yeah. that could be to their benefit because that was not the case in the opener last year against Jacksonville. They pretty much said, hey, just just play the traditional safety unless we get into, like, very, very specific roles, if you go back and watch that Jacksonville game, whereas later in the year, you know, the second time they played the Texans, Tyron Matthew was literally everywhere. Um, mm. And so that could be a wrinkle with, obviously, LeJarius Sneed as a rookie, Antonio Hamilton. We've never seen him in this context before. Uh, is Rashad Fitton just going to keep going on an upward trend? These are all sort of um, interesting things that I will be, you know, frivolously writing, typing in a very loud but you know, hopefully pleasantly appealing way of the reader when when I watch the game on Thursday. Oh, man. <laughs> There'd be lots of loud typing. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned, like, we don't really know what the Texans are going to do on offense. Like, for all the crap we give Bill O'Brien and terms really of don't him know. as a GM. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a solid offensive-minded coach. Like, he just kind of gets in his own way with personnel stuff, you know? Um, schematically, he does a pretty good job. Like, I mean, people need to remember, like, uh, Kenny Stills being wide open yep. on the first touchdown of the game. I mean, that's because it was a great fake that really that, that made uh, Charverius Ward bite so hard on the fake, and it was just he was gone. And so, and look, Will Fuller's healthy again. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller's yeah, healthy. It's week one. It's week, it's week it's one. Week one. It's, sure. it's week one. Yeah, it's week but one. Will Fuller yeah, yeah. is healthy. And Will Fuller, and and he's Will scary Fuller a can bit. play. Yes. Yeah, Will yes. Fuller is scary. Now, is he, will be interesting to see, is he as scary on a team without DeAndre Hopkins? Because yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, and I understand they went out and they, they got other guys. Yeah, sorry, Seth. Sorry, Hopkins. Seth. What you meant to say, I believe, was we don't know if Will Fuller is scary with David Johnson. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, sick of anti-Texans. David Johnson a few years ago was was good. I just, you know, it just, I don't know. So we'll <sighs> see. I just, I, I'm just so excited. As you have, in case you haven't noticed, I don't know if people have noticed listening, but I have been screaming football yes. at various points. 
uh-huh. during this podcast. That's to show my excitement for football <laughs> because football's awesome. And I, I'm so excited to have it back. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs defense looks like too. And I, I just don't – I just feel so bad for – Cornell is still their D.C. over there, right? Mm-mm. This is so good. Mm-mm. Whenever I talk to Nate on 810 today, Nate flaunted the fact that he does not know I don't the know who that dude is, but it ain't Romeo Cornell. It's not Romeo anymore, and I have learned it, but I refuse to say it because I don't want to take that away from Nate. Nope. Right, look, look. The thing I said was NBC is going to be like, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, ow. This young defensive coordinator, he might have a few tricks up his sleeve for one Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, and then he's going to get torched for 40, and then I realize what his name is because yes. that's how this yes. usually goes on opening night. Look, he, Andy Reid undressed Bill Belichick on opening night when they got the yeah. banner, okay? I know, I and I don't know who this man is. Lord help him. Send him a prayer, y'all, because he's the defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. I don't know his name, but I might learn it by the second quarter when they're getting blown out. Because it happens every time Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have played a game on opening night or day or whatever time it is. So I'm just all I'm saying is I don't know who the defensive coordinator of Houston Texans is. I don't want to know who, who his name is until it's Thursday. So thank you, Josh. You're welcome. I think you're gonna find out about it in the pregame because we're gonna we're gonna hear. I guess you you may not. I guess you'll be there. I don't know. If you I'll be there, but I'll I'll, I'll, have, I'll have NBC's feet on me. I, I just I just want I just want Chris Collinsworth to be like I, I tell you what, Al. That's what's gonna. Happen. He may have something. You know, he may blitz everybody. Hell, who knows? What a test for this first year defensive coordinator. <laughs> womp 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 womp. Patrick Mahomes in the first game of the year. Good, I don't think that good luck. Good luck. I I just I'm I'm so excited for what they're gonna do with Clyde. I just there's so many things here. I would not surprise me if they came out and were like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna throw the ball sixty times in the first game. It's kinda like the 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 story of um of, oh my goodness, why am I not remembering the legendary UCLA coach, the guy who coached Kareem Abdul Jabbar. John, John Wooden, yes. <laughs> the yeah. great, one Holy of the greatest cow. basketball coaches. Of all yeah, time. I'm like sitting here like, what's like, I don't know, Chip Kelly. <laughs> oh, basketball, John Wooden. Yeah. So John Wooden, I mean, you know, it was said like the very first time, the very first game, Abdul Jabbar played for UCLA. He let him score like 60, just to like, so everyone knew it was over for the next four years. Like you are not winning the ship in the next four years. UCLA, that's it. I would love to see Andy Reid just flex on national football, on national television, just with everyone watching. Just like, for once, Andy, don't do the right thing. For once, <laughs> for once in your life. Just be like, you know for what? For once a four in your incredibly lead. decent life. <laughs> yeah. Could you just not be such a good dude? Yeah, this, see, now, hot takes from Seth Kaiser. Now anti-good dude. Yeah, it's um, incredible, that turnaround. I, I just would love to see him, and it's, Andy will never reveal one iota more of information than he has to. Like, people always thought, oh, it's just, Andy doesn't actually disguise things once he has a lead. Look, he would not let reporters talk about anything during training camp. Nate, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking up for you right now. It's like, well, you, you're not, you're not going to talk about uh, who the starter is, is you? You mean a quarterback? <laughs> I mean, I figured it would be okay, Andy. Now that's not exactly it's how the not conversations how it went, but it's went. it's pretty. It's, no. it's, it's, it's you're not yeah. you're in the ballpark. 
<laughs> Andy's not out here directly telling reporters not right, to say right, stuff. He would never right. do that. You know, and I'm I'm getting dangerously close here, so I'm going to just steer away from what I'm about to do. But, I mean, he, he likes to disguise stuff. I would love to see him just once, like, you know what? Like, what he was doing in that first quarter against Jacksonville, I want to see that for four quarters. quarters. Yeah. Just, like... Just, just, I mean, just put the fear of God in the rest of the league and drop about 55 on the Texans in night one. And just afterwards, when he gets up there, just not even, not even take questions. Just look into the camera and just stare into the soul of every other coach in the NFL and just say, welcome to your new reality. This is it. This is your life now. And then just walk away. Take I want no that, questions. guys. No questions. This is it. This is your life now. And then walk away. Um, I want it. Can I get... We're over time, and I and the, the game is basically about to start as far as I'm concerned. Can <laughs> I get a score, a confident projection, and like a little bit of an outlandish prediction from you guys? Like a, like a, a, score, a score prediction, a thing that you think happens... Uh, that you believe in pretty strongly, and then a thing that you think has like an outside chance of happening. I'm basically forcing you guys into this game because I have answers for all of them. Uh, Chiefs score 37. I don't know. Texans 24. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has more receiving yards than rushing yards. Uh, and I think, I don't know. I mean, Juan Thornhill has an interception. Just something that you may not, you know pop immediately in your head i think that's good seth can you follow the the construct for for once (laughs) (laughs) Um, can you you play my game just one time with me (laughs) chiefs 41 texans 27 that's the general thing the outlandish thing is Andy well, that's a, that's gets a score to the prediction. Podium. I need a thing that that's, you are confident that I need a confident thing. And an I'm confident that Patrick Mahomes is going to look incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to look really good. And your mentions are going to become a disaster. Um, None of that's and My which people Josh didn't say he wouldn't time. be good. It was a value thing. I, I got to stick up. Yeah, for I can't guy imagine. I, yeah, the the crazy thing about that is it's almost like you're perpetuating a false narrative about how I felt about Clyde Edwards Alaire when he was drafted. Okay, it's just like, look. Oh, okay. Hmm. Anywho, um, the the more outlandish thing is that after a game in which Patrick Mahomes throws the ball sixty five times, Andy Reid takes the podium, looks the camera in the eye. <laughs> It says, this is it. This is your life now. And walks off. And Nate tries to ask him a question. He says, shut up, Nate. I'm doing something. That's that's my outlandish prediction. Via Zoom. Via Zoom. Don't forget the via Zoom part. Coach, coach, coach. And he mutes you dramatically in front of everyone. And he says, shut up, Nate. I hope he doesn't do that. That would be really weird. Well, I feel worse about mine. Now I should let you go last. Because what I was going to say is that uh, I'll go 37-17. I think that was very close to what Nate said, but I decided on that previously. Uh, I think it's a 34-17 in my head. It doesn't matter. It'll change many times between now and game day. But the thing I feel pretty good about is this game is is not within a possession in the second half um, at any point. And I think Darrell Williams scores, scores a touchdown. Hey. I'm, riding, I'm riding this Darrell Williams hey. scores a touchdown train. This is where I'm at right now. I've been on this hype train. I'm staying here. I like it. Uh, I also like that this is the last show we're doing before we have a real football game to talk about. We'll, we we'll made have it, y'all. Show. We made we're it. We're going to do it. We did it. We're going to have another show on Friday. 
that we'll do after the game, obviously, which is going to be very fun to have that. And then we'll, I, we're, we're back to two shows a week, baby. Also, if you're like, oh, man, I sure do love these guys in The Athletic, but I haven't <laughs> subscribed yet. I'll be like, well... We've been telling you, but I'll give you the link again. Go to theathletic.com slash timesars. There's always a deal of some sort at that link. So go there, theathletic.com slash timesars for the latest deal. But also, let's the Athletic know that you're listening to the podcast and you found, uh, you, you, you subscribe to The Athletic through us. So it's a win-win because you get The Athletic and we get credit, I think. I don't actually know if that's true. It just seems like something that probably would be. We made it, Seth. You can scream football over and over again while Nate gives us an outro. I'm going to scoot away from the microphone. Nine routes! Nine routes! Nine routes!